These are the program notes for the Nevada Chamber Music Festival opening night with Dvorak and Ballard Day concert on December 28th, written and read by Chris Morrison. Karim Alzand, Strange Machines, String Quartet No. 4, composed in 2022, duration 12 minutes. The works of Karim Alzand range from scores for dance to compositions for young people to multidisciplinary and collaborative works, drawing inspiration from sources including graphic art, myths and fables, folk music of the world, film, spoken word, jazz, and his own Middle Eastern heritage. He was born in Tunisia, raised in Canada, and educated at McGill University in Montreal and Harvard University. Since 2000, he has taught composition and music theory in Houston at the Shepherd School of Music, Rice University. He has received a number of awards, including the Arts and Letters Award in Music from the American Academy of Arts and Letters. Strange Machines, otherwise known as Alzan's String Quartet No. 4, was written for the Ballarday Quartet, with financial support from a Chamber Music America commissioning grant. Alzand has written this about his work, quote, Strange Machines imagines three quirky musical automata. In Alberti Machine, we encounter a steampunk music box, its buttons, levers, and dials adjusting a familiar accompanimental pattern until the machine breaks. Bach meets Rube and Goldberg Machine, a contraption that careens between variations in a musical chain reaction. Mannheim Machine is a cliché bot, an unhinged device that furiously spits out distorted musical tropes from the dawn of the symphony. Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, String Quartet No. 15 in D minor, Kerschel Catalog No. 421, composed in 1783, duration 28 minutes. In the early 1780s, a friendship developed between Mozart and Franz Josef Haydn. They met often in Vienna and occasionally performed music together at Mozart's apartment. Mozart saw the older composer as a mentor, and Haydn was unstinting in his praise of the younger man, calling him the greatest composer known to me either in person or by name. In 1781, the year Mozart moved to Vienna, Haydn, who was generally regarded as the father of the string quartet form, published his six Opus 33 quartets. Mozart studied them with great care, and soon set to work on his own set of six quartets, including the present D minor quartet. Composed over the years 1782 to 1785, the six quartets were dedicated to Haydn, whom Mozart addressed on the published dedication page, quote, A father who had resolved to send his children out into the great world took it to be his duty to confide them to the protection and guidance of a very celebrated man, especially when the latter, by good fortune, was at the same time his best friend. Here they are, then, O great man and dearest friend, these six children of mine. The quartet in D minor's first movement begins almost hesitantly with a sigh. Its quick, somber initial theme features somewhat irregular phrasing. A graceful second idea eases into the major, adding some decorations from the first violin over pulsations from the other instruments. The development section works at the opening phrase of the first theme for a time, building tension and exploring some surprising harmonic areas. Rising phrases characterize the graceful opening theme of the slow second movement. At the time that Mozart was writing this work, his wife Constanza was pregnant with their first child, Raymond, and she later stated that those rising figures corresponded to her cries while in labor in the adjoining room. As the melody unfolds, it takes some poignant turns. A new theme is introduced, with the first violin again providing some additional flourishes. Momentary storminess intrudes briefly on the musical flow. While technically a minuet, the outer portions of the third movement have a darker profile, 
with more than a hint of defiance, even aggression. By contrast, the central section, with its pizzicato accompaniment, is sweet and delicate. The main theme of the fourth movement, serious but with a gentle rocking 6-8 rhythm, is the basis for a set of variations. The first adds decorations from the first violin, and the second is propelled forward by rhythmic stabs from the viola and cello as the two violins take turns in the lead. The third variation moves tentatively, the viola for a time taking the melody over. Suddenly the major mode emerges again in the graceful fourth variation. But urgency returns in the work's final moments, its dramatic phrases culminating in a Picardy third that resolves the work in the major. Antonin Dvorak, Piano Quintet No. 2 in A Major, Opus 81, composed in 1887, duration 40 minutes. Early in his career, at the beginning of the 1870s, Dvorak composed a piano quintet in A Major, giving it the Opus No. 5. Not entirely happy with the work, Dvorak didn't bother to have it published. But by the late 1880s, when he was one of the best-known composers of the day, and there was a considerable demand for his music, Dvorak thought about revisiting Opus 5 and getting it published. In the end, though, rather than revising the old work, he set about writing an entirely new quintet in the same key, completing it in October of 1887 after three months of work. The cello starts the quintet off, presenting the well-known opening melody over piano arpeggios. After this upbeat opening, though, the composer moves quickly into the minor mode, and the tension between the charming major key music and the darker minor key explorations continues throughout the first movement. The second movement is a dumka, a style of ballad or lament in several sections with a repeating refrain, here an elegiac theme introduced by the piano, alternating with other sections of clearly contrasting moods. Not long after this quintet, Dvorak wrote an entire trio made up of nothing but Dumka-style movements, the Dumki Trio, Opus 90. Czech folk music also provides the basis for the third movement, Furiant, a dance in which the rhythm changes quickly, usually between groups of three and four. In the first section, the first violin carries the melody over rhythmic pizzicati from the viola and cello. After a slower section based on a variant of the opening theme, the faster music returns. Opening with a string of eighth notes over syncopation from the piano, the finale is lively and exuberant, with a contrapuntal passage at its center and a sort of chorale or hymn tune at its end. Paul Stefan sums up, quote, Several of his best friends have maintained that this quintet provides a virtually lifelike portrait of Dvorak, his joy in nature, and his love of melody, his feeling of communion with the world, his quickly changing moods. <laughs> 